Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. Hi, this is Professor Chapman. Recently we've been doing some Facebook Live sessions where I've been answering questions from the listeners and participants. What you're about to hear now is some audio of those segments and I hope they'll be useful for you. I know that a question was asked on one of our pages about gay couples and individuals, singles, about what they can do. What are they able to do in relation to having a baby? So let's maybe we start tonight with that slant. Ultimately, creating a baby involves an egg and sperm. In Australia, in fact, that can come from anybody, the egg and the sperm, as long as they've gone through the screening processes that accredited IVF units have. Uh, we can use eggs, use sperm uh, from anybody to create a pregnancy to be carried by either a surrogate or the individual. So that means that same-sex couples can have a baby. There's no uh, barriers to that occurring. So if, you want, if you're in that scenario and you want to have a baby, contact an IVF unit because we actually are safer than a DYI situation. I know out there on websites there are groups uh, who are and individual males who are offering sperm for gay female couples to help them have a baby. But there are potential issues with that, which the accredited units overcome. Individual states have laws about revelation of the donor source to that child into the future. They also have very stringent, through the accreditation process within IVF in Australia, that includes quite sophisticated and detailed screening of donors. Donors uh, in relation to infection, in relation to previous medical conditions that might come out as genetic problems into the future, like schizophrenia. And we also do actual genetic testing on our donors. So we look at five or 600 different genes where mutations could cause a problem in a baby, and we exclude those if they were going to be your donor. Going through clinics is a much safer way of doing it than doing the DIY way. Yes, it's more expensive, but you are much more likely to end up with a baby that is genetically normal and be very comfortable that all the rules and regulations have been covered off. That's my advice in relation to, particularly for donor sperm. In relation to gay men and uh, their way forward, if a surrogate uh, can be found, uh, it is possible for a male couple to end up with their own child. Obviously, what has to happen is an egg donor needs to be found as well, um, and that's not easy in Australia, but you know, sometimes friends have helped out. And the creation of that embryo is, is undertaken within an IVF service, and that embryo is then put back into the surrogate. It's a detailed process. It's not inexpensive because there are a lot of legal hurdles to overcome. And IVF units are obliged to 
provide the appropriate counselling, the appropriate legal advice before you move forward into that scenario. A number of my patients over the years have done that. Indeed, a colleague of mine has been through that process with his partner and they've just had a a wonderful second baby born uh, for them to have. So it's all doable. I'm more than happy to have conversations with people uh, about how to do that and to, to take people through that process. Prof, we already have a question from one of our viewers. Teresa says, I have my tubes burnt now and I have three babies by natural birth. What is the chance of my success rate doing IVF? Having been sterilised, in other words, your tubes being burnt, doesn't change your chance of getting pregnant. What's the most important thing is how old you are and your chances of success are the same as anybody of your particular age. Now, having had three children and been sterilised, most doctors probably wouldn't have sterilised you till you were after 30. So if you're now wanting another baby, if you're 35, your odds of success are something in the order per cycle. So that's per embryo transferred of of 35 to 40%. At, at 35, you're likely to get more than one embryo. So if you, So you can take your success rate from one cycle of egg collection up to something in the order of 60 to 70%. And if you're lucky and you get three embryos, it'll be up over 80%. So, yes, that's if you're 35. However, if you're 40, you can almost halve those rates. Although you, you, you have a chance, the odds of success, instead of being 35 to 40, are more like 20 to 25, and you're likely only to get one embryo per cycle on average. You produce less eggs and less quality eggs as you get older. So it depends on your age is basically the answer. Um, but if you want to do it, it can be done. Hi, I've tried for a baby but not conceived for about two years. I'm trying to conceive after I take my medicine to conceive a baby, but at 23 weeks I had a miscarriage. Now I'm still trying but I cannot conceive. The fact that there was a miscarriage at, or lost a baby at 23 weeks shouldn't change the chances of success unless there was infection associated with it, which has then produced damage to the fallopian tubes. And I've certainly seen that situation. And she needs to see uh, a specialist, a fertility specialist who understands that scenario and can help her move forward in terms of trying to have another baby. So tonight so we have a special guest. She's so special that she's a nurse in my who's looked after me for the last 20 years. She's 21. Sorry, 21 years. Jan is my, my senior nurse and has been with me for a long time as a team. And that's that's what IVF is about. IVF is, a, is not just a doctor saying, do this, do that. It really involves the nurses. And uh, Sean has could run her own IVF practice, to be honest. Um, and I know my, my patients, it's such a fantastic service because generally what she says is what I believe because she's the person in the clinic all the time. I'm just there on the one or two days a week. She's the, the linchpin of, of, of an IVF cycle and as are the nurses in IVF clinics. A good IVF clinic has good nurses. Absolutely. I, I run a team of about nine nurses. We work very closely with the doctors and it very much is a team building exercise where if we are concerned, we will always talk to the doctors and we're lucky enough that the clinicians that we work with listen to us and we like to think that we're the patient advocates to bring back and to explain the bits that sometimes are missing. And to me, I think that's a really important role that needs to be done. And I just wanted to say that I am actually a patient of IVF Australia and Sean and Prof Chapman have both looked after me and I'm, I can definitely vouch for really, it truly is a 
very friendly and family-like atmosphere. It really did feel like an extension of our family and both our children were born there and we really feel grateful to have been part of it. So if you're considering it, that's a great place to go. Thank you so much. Thank it was you. a pleasure. <laughs> you're welcome. You're most welcome. We like his wife better, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yes, true. Anyway, get back to the questions now. Let's get so, back to the questions. Uh, we're going so, back to the 23-weeker. I mean, her chances of pregnancy are dependent on her age, uh, but most importantly, it's to make sure that there's been no after effects of the 23-week miscarriage on her pelvis. But I'd be optimistic if she's relatively young that she's going to have another baby. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 111 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.